This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tis the one, the only Lori and Julia show on My Talk 107. On everything entertainment, thank you for joining us. Holly Roberts is in for Lori today. Are we ready to give away well, some Bon Jovi tickets? Yeah, let's yes. talk about that. Okay. We have um, a pair of Bon Jovi tickets. We're giving away a pair every day this week, and this is for. The show, This House is Not For Sale Tour, which is coming to Excel Energy uh, Center. It's going to be here on a Saturday night, April 28th. Tickets have not gone on sale yet. And um, here we go. We're going to play... Well, Name the you, celebrity voice. You came up with a good idea before the show. He said, why don't I don't we... want to give that away to people. Oh, okay. Because right. it was a good theme idea you All came right. up with. All right, for gosh sake. So, let's, so now we're no, going to tell no, you, said, let's to go. make it easier, no, we're no, going to no, do it. not necessarily. The voices are going to be people from the 80s. Right, because that's when they first made it big. There's 10 whole years in that, Julia. Yes, there are. That's a broad category. And then when you um, know what it is, 651-641-1071. Okay? Yeah. Donnie, play it. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. I leave anything else out? Want to talk about the beer? All right. The beard's in its transitional stage right now. That's all. I know who it is. I think Pretty, I know who uh, it is. Identifiable too. voice, I yep. think. Yeah. Give that number, which is 651-641-1071. That's for Bon Jovi tickets. Okay. Okay. Well, Donnie is waiting for you to call to guess that. Um, all right. So here's something. So I don't know if you were around this weekend, Holly, to watch any of the Olympics. Not really, okay. but I've seen a couple of the uh, figure skaters, and they're incredible. Oh, it's been so much fun to watch the skating, and part of the fun also has been the commentators, Sarah Lipinski and Johnny Weir. First of all, they are just so over-bedazzled, bedazzled, everything oh. dazzling and sparkly and shining, but they're you fun commentary. Their commentary is so much fun because... They, people are saying they're bringing the snark, but you know what they're not doing is they're not the publicity people for all of the different skaters. So um, they um, are telling it as it is, you know, this person is having problems with the technical style here because, you know, they don't usually, they struggle finishing their rotations. So they're not playing favorites with anyone with their commentary. No, this is, you know, and so what it was this weekend is it's an ice skating um, opportunity for everyone to skate tomorrow and it's a team win Mm -hmm. so they have short program long program men women dancing solos blah 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 so some of their stuff has been really funny um because he you know johnny and and um tara are just saying it kind of as it is they're being honest and um they talk about a weak link in the team Mm -hmm. or this person you know is technically a disaster yeah which is where they but they have it in the um you know choreography and blah 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 but it's been kind of fun because other people have um talked about 
how much they like their um, their commentary. Um, people like um, Alyssa Milano, Daniel Tosh, SNL, Leslie Jones all tweeted how much they love it. And even um, a, a New York Times guy, James Ponywazek, if I'm saying it right, I support Mean Johnny Weir. He's an announcer, <laughs> not the skater's damn publicist, which is so true, and it's been so much fun. Oh, you know, as long as they're coming from a place of truth, and I will they respect know their opinions the because they know the sport, because they've played it at the Olympic level, so they know what's happening. They know the sport, so it's been so much fun. But, Donnie, do we have a winner? Oh, we've got a winner. All this right. is uh, Linda, and uh, first we're going to play the voice, and then Linda's going to tell us who this is. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. I'd leave anything else out. Want to talk about the beer? All right. The beard's in its transitional stage right now. Yep. That's all. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> Michael Keaton. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Beetlejuice. From Mr. Mom. Oh, I thought it was Beetlejuice. No, it's from Mr. Mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're going to Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, All right, right, that's Linda, awesome. Thank Thanks, Linda, for playing. Bye. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets every day this week. Oh, how fun to hear someone be so excited about it. I would be um, excited, too. Okay, and something else that's happening that yes. we have noticed with the skating this year, and it's because of a recent rule change, mm-hmm. um, the, they can skate to unconventional unconven- skating tracks. For example... Um, the first guy skating last night in a solo thing with his long program was Russia's Mikhail Kolyada, and he ska- skated to an Elvis Presley um, tribute. Just he fell Lori. right away, though. He fell right away, poor Aww. guy. And then um, and the Italian dude, Matteo Rizzo, skated to the Beatles. Um, the one for me that was everything was um, USA's Adam Rippon. He skated to... Um, Cinematics, Orchestra, Arrival of the Birds, and Coldplay's O, mm. which was so wonderful. Yeah, I feel like the skating is yeah. more impactful when you know the music. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can follow along, and then you follow in how their choreography ma- matches up with the music. It's so... Well, and I'm glad that it's evolving, because I remember watching figure skating back in the 90s when I was growing up, and I got so excited. I think it was the 94 Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway, and Tanya Harding, good old Tanya Harding, she skated to the theme from Jurassic Park. And that was really, actually, that was fairly controversial <laughs> yes, at the time. Because it, sure it was more of a, yes, it was a, a rock, rock and roll well, pop. Well, it was just yeah. like pop. It was in the popular culture. It wasn't an old piece of classical music. Right, exactly. So I'm re- it's really exciting. And like you said, Julia, you know the song. You have an emotional connection mm-hmm. with it. And obviously, they understand that we like to watch them mm-hmm. dance and skate to this stuff. So thank you for being and, in the yeah, and they, they just said that, um, you know, the International Skating Union adopted this rule in order to appeal to a younger audience. Smart. Which it really, really did. Oh, gosh. All I right. am excited for Yuzuru Hanyu to skate. He is a skater from Japan, and he's the most incredible figure skater I think I've ever seen. And I can't wait to see what he does at the Olympics. I digress. I digress. I digress. I I just want to let you know a couple other Olympic things Mm -hmm. while we're on the Olympic uh, topic. Yeah. Lindsey Vaughn, this will be her fourth Olympics. I didn't know it was four. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was four. And her last. Yep. And she's got three events, downhill, super G, and combined. Um, The winds have been an issue with the snowboarding and that kind of stuff. Um, We have, we're not winning in the medal race. Mm -hmm. I think we're in fifth place. It's very early. Uh Uh-huh. 
early days. Leslie yeah. Jones, if you don't follow her on Twitter and you want to get excited about the Olympics, follow her. She'll get excited uh-huh. for you. <laughs> and um, <Yeah>. she really will. <laughs> yes, she's great. Okay, so um, Joe Jackson has spoken out about Quincy Jones. Last week, in addition to Quincy Jones' um, tell-all in Vulture magazine, he also had an interview in, in GQ. Yes. And he talked about how Michael Jackson stole Billie Jean um, from a Donna Summers um, song, and he, my, Joe Jackson is just saying Quincy knows better, and he added his son practically wrote all of it, but he didn't write all of it, and Quincy Jones told him to give this other dude some of the writing credit, and Michael Jackson wouldn't. So here is a little bit of um, what Quincy Jones was talking about, about okay, the so ripoff. So this we're going to side by side? Well, that, yeah, we'll play, here's Billie Jean and then the and then, song that they think is similar. Right. So he's, of course, Billie Jean, you know this. Okay, that's enough. Okay, <laughs> Billie Jean and the and other one is, called is Ghetto, Ghetto Life, Life by Rick James. Yep. Okay, let's see. That's uh, questionable. I mean, Uh, if you just have the, like, boom-ch, boom-ch. I feel like lots of songs have the same boom-ch. And that in um, Rick James, so this is um, Donna Summer is the only person Michael Jackson allegedly stole to create his hit Billie Jean, according to his sister Latoya's ex fiance Jeffrey Phillips. If you're following along, <laughs> where where's our flow chart? Phillips called Rick James and he said this that Michael called Rick to tell him how great the album was that Rick James was doing. Michael Jackson called Rick James. He was like, I want to come to the studio and see how you're doing your thing. And then Thriller came out. Rick knew right away that he stole it. He confronted Michael about it at an award show, and Michael just laughed and said, Good to see you, Rick. Good to see you, Rick. But James was never upset about it, and he didn't go after him legally because he liked Michael and all of his brothers. But then he went on to say he wasn't quite as relaxed when MC Hammer later sampled his hit, Super Freak, for the 90s smash, You Can't Touch This. Yeah, but the MC Hammer, You Can't Touch This, completely lifted a sample from Super Freak, and then he changed the beat. So that I understand. But but did he get... Rick James get writer credit on Super. We don't know. We don't know, Donnie. That's something you can Google during the break. Okay, fine. All right, when we come back, it's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Julia. Hi, Hi Holly. Welcome Hello. back from Vacay Lovely. Hi, Thank honey. you. All right, what do you got for us today? All sorts of dirt, starting with the consciously uncoupled Chris Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow attending a party over the weekend with their new significant others at the same party, everyone getting along just oh so well. It's of Ellen course. DeGeneres. Yeah, she her 60th. Together. It's her 60th birthday party, so there was a big party on Saturday. Uh, and what's interesting about this is that Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson keeping each other quite close. These yep. two are definitely in a lovey-dovey relationship. You know, he's 40, she's 28, and uh, they were at the party with Gwyneth and her brand new fiance, Brad Falchuk. So I, I think that's great. 
that they can all be together and yes. hanging out. I know. Well, and they're going to have to get together and hang out because I feel like at these big Hollywood parties that they run in the same yep. circles. They do. Sure. Yeah. You're going to see each other and yeah. you're fine. Yeah. I know. I think you're totally right. And that party always, looked like fun, though. I know. It did. So much fun. Ellen, it's been cute to see all of the celebrity um, like happy birthday messages yeah. they've been playing on Ellen's show that people people just love her. I find her to be one of the most entertaining people. I think she is. I would agree. She's just entertaining to She's watch. She's good energy. Yeah. So anyway, these four getting along just fine, which is always good for um, the little ones in yes, the it is. relationships. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, a feud that is only getting bigger oh. is Sarah Jessica oh. Parker and Kim Cattrall. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my word. Oh, Elizabeth, this is so juicy. It's so juicy. And it just ends up, it's just getting bigger as other people weigh in. Okay. So let me give you a couple of other perspectives. Yep. One from Andy Cohen and one from a guy named Dean Winters who was on Sex in the City. So if you're just tuning in and maybe you were, you know, out and about over yeah. the weekend and you missed it, Kim Cattrall posted on her Instagram a message essentially saying, Sarah Jessica Barker, you are not my friend. You are not my family. Stop exploiting our family's tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. She's referring to how Sarah Jessica Parker wished Kim Cattrall uh, sent her condolences in an Instagram post, a comment that was below where Kim Cattrall shared with her fans that her brother had passed away. Okay. So these two, it's not good. No, here's what Mm -hmm. Andy Cohen had to say. So he uh, has his radio show and he says that he thought it was fake. He said there was no way Kim Cattrall has posted this on her Instagram. Uh, he went on and said she expressed her condolences on the post talking about Sarah Jessica Parker. I would not call that exploiting a tragedy. What was she supposed to do? Say something bad? I don't understand. And then Andy Cohen went on to say, I don't also don't like it that people are characterizing this as a cat fight. There's only one person fighting here. Referring to Kim Cattrall. I mean, he's very good friends with Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, I know, of course, they're very and, good friends. Yeah. Of course, Andy Cohen is taking the side of Sarah Jessica Parker. And I think that he is lying through his teeth, Andy Cohen, when he's yeah. making these statements. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors of a feud between these two have been swirling for years. And then it really resurfaced when it was confirmed that there would not be a third yep. Sex in the City movie because Kim Cattrall wouldn't sign on to do it. Okay, so then uh, there is uh, Dean Winters, who appeared briefly on the show in 1999. He was one of... Did he date... Carrie Bradshaw. I on the think show. so. I he, think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I look at his face and I remember, I just can't remember the storyline. So he says he's weighing in. No one has asked him anything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. For a decade, and now they're asking him this. He says, I mean, I'm always team Sarah. I've known Sarah for 25 years. Look, whatever's going on, blah, blah, blah. He says, I mean, I just like Sarah. Kim's nice too, but Sarah and I have a lot of history. I try to stay out of that BS. You know what I mean? Whatever's happening, I just hope it works out for everyone. Listen, no one cares what you think. We can't remember what role you played. <laughs> I think you. I think the big thing, we, we li- literally, Elizabeth, talked about this for about 40 minutes. You can't stop. No. Nope. There's I so know. much to unravel. Nope. There's so much history. There's so much history and and so much. Okay, uh, so what did you decide? Who are you buying? Who's I think it's a little bit of both. To the truth. I think there's a little bit of both. I think the one thing that bothers me about SJP is that at one point, you know, the Friends deal had already been done, where the 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 Friends people, the five of them on Friends or however many negotiated together. Yes, and so they all got yes. the same amount per episode, yes. so that this kind of thing wouldn't happen. Yes. And I think that Kim Cattrall asked the uh, SJP and gang to do it on Sex in the City because that had already been done. Yep. And and Sarah was making a million dollars while the rest were making like three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So, An episode. And I can see where that would hurt. Yeah. Because Samantha had the nudity. Samantha had all the racy parts. Samantha was a show stealer. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's true. she was the funny one. She she did a lot of it. And I also the other, you know, the three were besties. And at one point, someone wrote, you know, we'd have fifteen hour shoot days, and not a word would be spoken to Kim outside of the lines on the show. Yeah, I know. I saw uh, someone on Twitter who said that they were a PA on the show and said, all I'll say is Kim Cattrall was the nice one. Yeah, mm, so interesting. I think, interesting I think it goes, I think it's all over. It's very tricky. I think that, you know, the financial disparity, though, with Sarah Jessica Parker makes sense to me because Carrie Bradshaw was the narrator of the show. It was Carrie Bradshaw was not the star of the show. Not for a million. Not, not for that much more show. I don't know. She was the star. And then she was she got herself executive producer I know. credit. And I think that Kim Cattrall also wanted to be an executive producer on the show. And then she didn't have the What For whatever reason, she did Darren not become Starr that. Darren left. Yes. And then Michael Patrick King and SJP yeah. were besties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that there's just a lot of... Uh, Oh gosh! But I, but I, you know, um, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a very tough one. And then we had people writing in, like, "Do you respond on Instagram? Why didn't Sarah Jessica Parker just send her a handwritten note?" Yeah. And then a woman wrote in who says, "Who's younger?" Who says, "You know, everyone responds on social media when you first hear something. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry.'" And then and you then reach may- out, and yeah. then maybe you send a note too, right? But for Kim Cattrall to have such a visceral backlash, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like. So a giant panel. I don't need your sure. love or support of this tragic well, time. Well, and I feel like it's one thing for us, us just normal people, to do that, reach out on social media, and then do a follow-up. But when you have 4.1 million followers, anytime you make any kind of comment on social media, there's some kind of optics and calculation that's behind that. And Sarah Jessica Parker is smart, and she understands that. So for it's sure. Just, and yeah. Cynthia Nixon, though, reached out on Instagram and said, I'm she so did the sorry. Same yeah. thing. But, yeah. but she got a lovely response back. Yeah. So, woo, it's, oh, yeah. Mama. It's between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Totally. Man.
It's crazy. It is. And it's just deep and it's sad. It is really sad. It's sad too, especially when you have like a show like that, that you just love so much. And then when the backstory of drama eclipses Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of sad. Everything. So did you hear this, that Cher, um, a panic alarm triggered a big police response at her house over the weekend? Oh, something like that happened at my mom's house last night. Oh, really? Well, Well, with, with a life alert button. Oh my gosh. Was she okay? (laughs) She's fine. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, this is what happened at Cher's house. So Cher is apparently um, notoriously security conscious. Right. She has safe rooms in her homes, and she's had them for a long time. Her house sits on top of a hill alone in Malibu. It's a visible landmark yes, for the area. Yep. Someone accidentally hit the panic button alarm, so deputies showed up patrolled the premises. No one knows if Cher was home at the time, but somebody tripped the alarm. Five deputies responded and they told TMZ they wouldn't send out um, that many, that big of a response for a burglar alarm, but a panic alarm is different when you have the special panic alarm. Oh, well, so gosh. someone, why? Yeah. I don't know. She's okay, though. Everything was fine. All right, Yay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and then, Can you um, imagine having a panic alarm and then just the regular alarm? Well, you know, have you heard of people who have those watches that if you pull the pin out of the watch, a chopper will come and get you within like a certain amount of time? Okay, okay where do I get one of these? They're crazy. James Bond, I heard <laughs> yeah, about that. They're crazy expensive. And if you do it accidentally, it's like a, I want to say like a $60,000 <gasps> fine or something. I mean, okay, it's maybe really, I don't want Will one. you tell us more information <laughs> on that yeah. tomorrow? I'll report back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tech gosh. security. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks. When we come up back, it is Sex Monday. And um, are you simmering in your life? We need to tell you why you should. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex now. Yes, it's your pre-Valentine's Day edition of Sex Monday. Yes, it is. Okay, here is if you just want to fix, you know, your life at home and your sexy life at home. It's so easy. It just takes a minute a day. Oh, that's and, great. Tell me more. Uh-huh. It's called simmering. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting images in my mind of what simmering may or may not be. Okay. I don't know if they're accurate. All right. Well, give me one of them. Um, well, careful. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you well, need to tell us. All right, here's what simmering does. Uh, it's, it means taking a quick moment to feel excited with your partner under the conditions where it's not practical to go all the way. And the only reason to do this is because it feels good. So let's just say you're running out, you're going to be late, you know you aren't going to have time to fulfill everything or to do anything, Yes, but you're there long enough, you hold each other tightly long enough, you kiss hard long enough for there to be some feelings, Mm -hmm. and then you go. Hmm. So you leave each other wanting more. So it's like kind of a a deliberate um, tease. Yeah. It's a deliberate tease, Hmm. and it should be done once a day. And then it it should be done once away. Simmering helps cultivate the right kind of erotic climax um, or climate, depending on how you read it in a relationship. Um, In a good relationship, there's often more simmering than sex. And I don't know. I think they're referring to foreplay there. Mm -hmm. Um, But simmering, it keeps you erotically bonded. So simmer, you know, just when you're thinking about it. So it doesn't mean you always have to fulfill it. It gives the other mm-hmm. partner wanting more. Okay. Simmer. Simmer. Simmering. Just simmer, just people. Simmer just go ahead bit. and simmer. Now, the, the way not to simmer would just be to start the timer and have a minute and hug and then be like, okay, we're done simmering now. Mm. That's no, great. <laughs> no, it's just a, it's just a, 
get arousal started and then leave. It's basically, it's teasing. Yeah, it is okay. teasing. It's teasing. Yeah. It's okay, if people bit. are stressed out because Valentine's Day is on um, Wednesday. this Wednesday, that's two days away, and you've started dating one, someone and you're wondering, okay, you know, am I in? Do I have to do something or don't I have to do something? Yeah, that could There's be There's a magic number. Oh, okay? good. Oh, good. Give it to yeah. us. Okay, so. This is important. Uh-huh. Drum roll, please. Mm-hmm. 41 days before. If you've been dating for 41 days before Valentine's Day, you need to do something for Valentine's Day. Some people say if you've been dating a week, you need to do something. No, that's no, that's no, 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 no. But research no. for 2,000 respondents, <laughs> and this was um, showed that one in three are more likely to have sex on Valentine's Day if they bought flowers for their significant other. And the in the people who have funded this study were basically. Um, the flower shops. Oh, of course, oh, yes. of uh-huh. course. Oh, yeah. But 70% of women, just if so you want to know, but they said if, you know, you've been dating someone 41 days, you should do something. At yeah, least an uh, acknowledgement. Yes. Acknowledgement that it's a day for lovers. Yes, if you're lovers. Yes. I agree. Right. If you're lovers, acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Simmer a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. Simmer. Simmer. With 70% of the women saying that they don't want red roses and only half the man black planning on buying them. The reason women say this is most women want a local bouquet. Yes. They don't want the red Uh, roses. They want something from a local flower shop. Whimsical. A lot of women don't like roses. I think red roses are lovely, but if I received red roses from my significant other, or if you were just dating, I'd be like, "Mm, you didn't put any thought into this. None. Zero. And you can buy them at the grocery store. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, but please don't Donnie, buy them at the at the gas station. Those, those, <laughs> yeah. those I save for my children. Um, so they're just saying, there you go. Wow. And if you've been dating for um, forty one days, at least over half of women say they expect something: a card, a card, uh, uh, some can, and an acknowledgement of what the day is. It's a day for lovers. Yes. At least that's how we say a day it. for lovers. Oh, one day. Okay. Yeah, we'll get a pair of socks. Um, and then um, as far as what you do, 81% of people say they do the same thing every year for Valentine's Day. And of these 80 pe- 81%, a fourth of them just don't even like it because mm-hmm. they're bored. They're just flat out bored with Valentine's Day. And according to the person who wrote this article, it's because you lack creativity. Oh, sick uh-huh. burn. <laughs> you do the same thing every year because you aren't that creative. Right. Okay, well, what does and this article suggest that we do if we do the same thing every year? Most people these days now want experiences. They don't need to have a product or something. They want to go do something. But this this is where this cracks me up. You know, tickets for an upcoming concert or... Yes. Um, a, a go to an attraction, go on a trip. I mean, that's big and bold, but take a cooking class. It's something different. If someone plans something, you know, that's a, sure. that goes far. Yeah. But the number two they say on here is go to an escape room. <laughs> I've done that. Oh, okay. So have my kids. Was yeah, this uh, was funded by the Escape Room mm-hmm. Consortium no, no. of America? No. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> because that is such, I get it. A, a lot of people like them and a lot of people have fun. Yeah. But as my number two activity for Valentine's Day to go to an escape room. I know. Well, because you're but with a group of people. You're with so a group of people. My, yeah. my yes. kids did it with their family. 
um, you know, family uh, members, and yeah. they said the more the merrier because you need a lot of brains. Yes, you do. You need I, a lot yeah. of brains and a lot of thinkers. But I feel like this could lead to a lot of conflict. I wouldn't it, well, for a romantic thing to yeah, someone romantic. bought you an escape room thing. No, oh, no. I'm going to say really sad. I'm going to say skip the escape room. Yeah, thank you, Julia. Not, I'm gonna I say, think that's very wise. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the people do you think in the survey um, are hoping to have sex on Valentine's Day? Sixty-five. <laughs> I'm going with a solid above half. Why Why so low? Because it's on a Wednesday and people are tired. Oh, oh for crying out loud. It's the beginning of the weekend. Oh, well, okay. I like the way you God, think. You 90, Holly? Come yes. On. Yes, I am. I'm going to take <laughs> off my 60, mask. It's almost 70% of people. Okay, so see, I yeah. was more accurate mm-hmm. than you, Donnie. Thank you very much. A lot of people dreaded every year. They oh, dread having oh. sex on Valentine's no, Day? No, a lot of people dread Valentine's oh. Day every year, and these are people in relationships, and according to this thing, if you ask single people, it would be closer to 100%. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Well, I think the expectations for Valentine's Day oftentimes are very loaded, which I can appreciate them giving you alternatives like the escape room that are maybe a little bit off the map, but it is, it's like, oh gosh, Valentine's Day, oh, I have to do all these things, and... What okay, what do you to? think? What do you think? I'm not, Donnie, I worry about asking you these money, <laughs> Why? These money questions. No, right. about money. I just, you about have a different, money? yeah. Why? What I do got... you think? Because just because you answer differently. <laughs> Fine. All right, so I'm asking Holly. Yes. Um, what Please. do you think Julia. a man should spend on Valentine's Day? What would be an average spend just for, like in total? In total. With everything. I don't know. No, not Okay. Are uh-huh. we including dinner? Okay. You know, because well, some at, people don't go to dinner. Right. So I don't know. If you're just, including dinner, Dinner, not dinner, maybe like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. That's and exactly what, do you th- what I was going to say. Really? A hundred dollars. What do you think a woman should spend? I don't know. Equal a hundred dollars. You go both in and you treat each other. You're so full of it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be equal. You're so full of it though. Because yeah. I know you're not telling the truth. Yeah, because I haven't done anything for Valentine's Day. Listen, Julia, this is what I got my first Valentine's Day in my relationship. I'll tell the you what I got one? for Valentine's Day. Yeah, the yeah current my one? current okay. one. Okay. This I is what I got my swimming goggles because my sister and I got those the ones. Close gift card. Close, not even Donnie. <laughs> I got a candy bar that was on clearance. How is from a candy- the can- from the? I'll tell you while the candy bar was on clearance from the cantina at my boyfriend's work. The reason that candy bar was clearance, Julia, is because it was a holiday candy bar with candy canes and milk chocolate. <laughs> oh, what that's a what I got. Yeah, the next year. I got a pair of socks. <laughs> what are we? What are we thinking? Were they wool smart? Were they good socks? Yes, they were good. Okay. They were. They were. They were nice wool socks. Then the following year, I think I got something that was advertised to my boyfriend via a podcast that he enjoyed. I don't remember what it okay. was. But anyways, what I'm saying is that there hasn't been a lot of spending on Valentine's Day. Does it bother you a little bit? Really? No, I just like to bust his chops. It yeah. honestly doesn't bother okay, me, but I think yeah. it's funny. I'm like, yeah, a, Chris, I think, a, a holiday clearance candy I, I bar. I actually think that's hysterical. <laughs> so it'd be like, funny. like there's layers yeah. to that. Yeah. No, well, there you are. know, what would you say, Julia? Like if you're spending on somebody for Valentine's Day, like a guy was going to take you out and you've met that 40 day mark, like, okay, we're going to like maybe celebrate that this That I would spend personally? No. How much would you expect the man to I spend? I don't expect anything. Yeah. Um, that's not true. <laughs> oh, are you? Of course you expect something. But what would I expect? I, well, it's it's got to be nothing. You want nothing? Because, well... I, would you just want an acknowledgement? Like a card and some flowers? 41, at 41 days? At 41 days. I like want just, a new Bentley. 
Okay. okay. I take a car. <laughs> Let's be honest about <laughs> it. I take a diamond ring for crying out loud. All right. Okay. I like it, Julie. You got no, you know status. what? I do like flowers. Yeah. So some, I like flowers. And not but red not, roses. No, like a really lovely bouquet. I like yeah. lovely bouquets. I mean, those work for me. Yeah. So something that mm-hmm. has the arrangement had a little thought right. into it. And maybe mm-hmm. that they picked out something that you've maybe dr- mentioned or. Right. That and makes a plan. It, flowers and a plan. Like a plan for what? To do something. To do something. Oh, okay. Like an activity. Yeah. yeah. On that day or? Doesn't matter. It, it would, on that day. Maybe on that day. At maybe 41 on that days day. on that day. Yeah, I think Oof, you spend pressure. it together. All right. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Let it go. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm just saying a plan. It could be no, going on a walk. It could be going ice skating. It, it just could needs be to be deliberate and thoughtful and that the I- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't have to come up with it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's it. We're all, all lazy right. here. Oh, gosh. Can we solve anyone? <laughs> no, I don't anything? think so. No, I don't think so. Well, I'm so. just going to tell you the average person they said spends $34. Sheepskate. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, Gosh, we've got other stuff to talk about. I just know it. All right, that Charlie Puth, he can sing and he can dance. All right, so if you're just joining us, we did, there's one other thing. Just if you're thinking about getting married on Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. this year on Wednesday, flying somewhere and getting married or you have it planned, um, I just want to put this out there. It's a little bit of a spoiler alert. Um, but you are 37, almost 40% more likely to get divorced. Okay. So don't do mm. it. So think just, twice. I would think twice about getting married on Valentine's day. If you're rushing into something and don't forget to simmer. Yes. That's right. Thank you. Simmer. We're just simmering, honey. Okay. We're just simmering. <laughs> We're just simmering. All right. So, um, Rose McGowan, this, um, happened last week. That her former manager died by suicide, Joe Mesnick, yeah. and her family issued a really hard statement talking about that she was, she became collateral damage in the already horrific story about Harvey Weinstein and that um, she did stick up for Rose McGowan. She did tell the people at the agency she didn't have a voice because she was a new um, person working for the uh, management company at that time, but she did, and she has just felt horrible about Rose McGowan um, saying that she was a big part of the system and why yeah. it didn't hang down, blah, blah, blah. So Rose McGowan then, um, she quit her publicity uh, tour after she was asked about a transgender person and a comment, and it was inappropriate what was asked her to her at the timing of what she was doing, because it wasn't even something that she was talking about. Yeah. But she was just, she's so raw in yes. her journey about Harvey Weinstein. Um, 
that she just lashed out and she decided she can't handle it right now. So she took a whole break Mm -hmm. from the publicity of her release of her new book. And um, her TV show is still on E! If you want to watch it, it's it's a good look at um, domestic violence. Did you watch? And abuse. I did. I I did watch part of it. Mm -hmm. The first one. I mean, they're an hour long. And it, it's heavy. It should just be half an hour, you know. Sure. Um, but anyway, here's what she said. Um, For Jill, may your family find some measure of solace during this pain. That one man could cause so much damage. It's astounding, but tragically, too. The bad man did this to us both. She wrote on Instagram on Saturday. May you find peace in this um, astral plane. May you find serenity with the stars. Mm. Yeah. And Donnie and I both were like, why couldn't you just say, I'm so sorry about your tragedy and the pain you're feeling? Well, I, that's exactly what I was going to yeah, say, Julia. I take, I take foot in well, her mouth. I take mm. issue only with the statement, the bad man did this to both of us. So she's putting she's herself and yeah. inserting herself into this situation. That line, I think, could have been taken out of mm-hmm. this. So it was just self serving a little bit. So, a little oh, bit. yeah. And I just don't, and I just. I, mean, I just that, think that, she's so, boy, it's just so, it's There's hard. a lot, there's a, there's lot, a lot of lot raw there. emotions that are yep. happening. And that statement from Jill's family that was published in The Hollywood Reporter, I mean, that is equally raw. And oh lays my it all gosh. Out. Yeah, I'm sure you guys un- talked about it last unbelievable. week. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, we did talk about it last week. Um, other things, if you need to, if you don't have any money or um, you don't have reservations yet for Wednesday night and you wanted to go to a really good restaurant like the Lexington Meritage. Meritage? What did we decide the name of it? Meritage. Meritage. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ones? Some we have Birch Steak. Birch and, and also the Grand Cafe. All oh, good restaurants. Yeah. Probably can't. Yes. We're going to uh, buy you some dinner and get you a good reservation. So just send us a, a quick essay. You have till tonight at 1159 to go to mytech1071.com and enter in. Um, we're going to save your butt for Valentine's Day and you can be chosen. We're going to pick the people. Yep. Keyword is Valentine. Yep. On our show on um, Wednesday. Yep. Let's see. Other things that are happening is Reese Witherspoon says she feels fear in her life all the time. And this came out of an interview in Marie Claire. Um, She says, fear is a little creature that lives in my life at all time. I think we can either pay attention and not get anything done or you can march ahead and ignore it. And sometimes you just have to jump up on two feet in a cold pool and go, okay, I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Oh, And um, that is, she really... Gosh, she's involved in everything. Yes. She's a makeup producer now. And good for her. She has design. She does her clothing thing. I know. She has everything. I know. She really does have everything going on right now. Other things that are happening, people, are that... What else do we know? Well, Uh, what else do we want to talk about? is, Is Prince Harry planning to break royal tradition and wear a wedding ring? Oh, because oh, there's a tradition that, where know. they don't they do don't. that? Well, I would say if anybody's going to do it, then Harry's going to be the one to wear wh- a ring. But why, if that isn't a thing that they do over there, would you even want to? Sure. I'm just asking. Well, and why, you know, I, I think it's totally a choice in as much as I've known people who were married and don't wear wedding rings and, you know. Does it matter to you? No. It doesn't Personally, it doesn't matter to me at all. But I can see him doing this because... They have been breaking lots of royal traditions. And if that's how they want to express their love 
through I think it's jewelry. fine. It, it's, there's no royal rule. It's just yeah. personal preference. That is yeah. all it is. Right. So right. go ahead and do it, Harry. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I know. Okay. Breaking the rules. You're yeah. what? Like fifth, sixth Only in line? Only if you want to. Well, yeah, of course. No it's only pre- if you want to. No one's pressuring him, man. No, he can no. do what he wants. Okay, listen to this horrible headline. Oh, good. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. That? No, Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker steps out as friends rally around her after she's labeled a hypocrite by grieving Kim Cattrall. Are you reading the Daily Mail? Yes. Is this the one where she's walking around New York City with her big headphones yes. and, and o- overcoat on? Yes. I think, Julia, I think that Sarah Jessica Parker's going to be okay. Something tells me. Poor Sarah Jessica Parker walking around the West Village in her fabulous green boots and her oversized Beats headphones. Oh, look, she even has support chocolate in her hand. Well, she's getting. Or no, a that's Valentine. an iPhone. Excuse me, I'm she's sorry. Getting- <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a candy bar. I thought it was a candy bar, but it's actually your phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, so are you guys going to watch the Olympics? Uh, yeah. No. Why? Yeah. You know? Oh, you're going to be our roving Olympic yeah, reporter. We'll, we'll rely on you. Okay? Yeah. Cover that beat, Julia. All right. All right. (laughs) Listen, everybody have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.